What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode on the Inside the Mind podcast. Joined to me today is another one of our funded students. He is funded with a third party fund, and we thought we'd bring him on today, share his journey, share his story, and there's going to be some valuable gems that we speak about. Jamie, what's going on? Thanks for jumping on the podcast, first and foremost. Absolute pleasure. Um, Jumping at the chance to travel down, um, drive down today to be in the podcast. Um, pleasure to be here. Likewise. For, so for those that don't know about your journey, if you used to just give a couple of minutes, how long you've been trading, where you're at, the accounts that you're trading, just where your overall journey is, just for to, just to paint the picture. So what has it been like since you've started and how long you've been trading? So I joined Falcon as a complete beginner with no experience of trading before that, about two and a half years ago. Started trading a live account about one and a half years ago after taking me time to go through the content. Um, started obviously making a lot of mistakes as everyone does in the early days but i was focused on over trading intentionally to gain experience in the market mm. um, so the first year was all about collecting data um start of this year was about getting serious treating it like a business and um, booked a coaching call with ibby and really got a strategy in place for the year to get consistency apply for funding and then pass a funding evaluation. Um, so been a lot of ups and downs in the year, failed two evaluations before I eventually passed the third one. Mm -hmm. um, but I've just passed my evaluation and now trading a six-figure funded trading account. Nice, congrats. Thank you. How does it, how's that feel? It feels amazing. It's been a bit of an adjustment the first two weeks. I've made some mistakes that I was expecting because I knew there'd be different pressures, different emotions. Of course. One of the things that really has stood out was the last two weeks is I was very much in my own lane. From the time I've joined Falcon, only a few members of family and not many friends knew I was actually trading. I was very much in my own lane, focusing on doing the work and just progressing. Having the news of passing the fund and obviously you shared it on Instagram, I then shared it and then it was like, it was kind of out. So I was getting a lot of messages of like, even in, in Discord, the amount of messages I got from the community, just congratulations, all of that euphoric feeling of finally feeling like after so many setbacks, I've got the way I've been aiming for. I think that's kind of got me head a bit the first two weeks, mm -hmm. but this week has been a much better week where I've sort of got all of that grounded and I'm back on track to where I was to, doing the things I was doing to pass the fund. And they got you there in, in the, the first, first place. place yeah. yeah. But the key thing is obviously with our strategy is low risk. So when I started trading the fund, I reduced my risk even more. So even though I've made some mistakes and I'm in a little bit of drawdown, I, I'm not like losing the account. Mm -hmm. It's it's controlled and it's managed and I'm back on track now. And I know I've got the skill to scale it up. And that's that's the plan going forward. Love, love it, love it. Well, let, let's actually talk about that because your journey is a bit interesting in terms of the drawdown, but yeah. you started as a beginner in Falcon. Yeah. So that that must have been, how did you not get distracted? I'm just curious. Did you just tell yourself that this is it, this is what I'm going to focus on? Because you got to remember, most people in this industry are jumping to at least five or six different strategies until they settle down, if you like, if that's even the thing with the strategy. Was there ever a point where your mind got distracted or did you always stay focused? I've always been focused on Falcon because I know the amount of work I put in 
when I first joined to learn the strategy. So I know, I don't understand the mentality that people have of thinking if I tra change strategy, that's going to make things happen faster. If you change strategy, you're going to have a whole new strategy to learn. You're going back to square one rather than if things aren't going perfectly, knuckle down, learn and fix what you need to fix and improve at that strategy. So that was always my mentality is giving myself long enough to learn what I need to learn. Mm -hmm. Because there's not one week since I joined Falcon where there's not something new I've learned. Whether it's about myself, the strategy or the market, I can be on a webinar and you might say something in the SMB that you've said 20 times before mm -hmm. and it clicks differently this time. Of course. So there's, it was never an option for me to look anywhere else. The other thing with that is I'm, I'm happy in Falcon. I, I enjoy the content. I enjoy the community mingling. We've got the end of year event tomorrow. Come, tomorrow. Yeah. I'm excited for that to meet everyone. I've been excited to drive down a day to come to this. Um, and I think learning sort of the traits to stick at it, be consistent, is just because I've been so invested into the, the journey of Falcon and in the content, it's that quote that everyone knows of the people you spend your time around is what you become. Mm -hmm. The more time I spend listening to you, Ibi, Abdu, that's going to rub off and slowly over time, that's going to have an impact on me and I'm sure you can notice the difference in me, even just talking on a podcast like this. I remember my first I a, remember as well. A meetup talking on a webcam. The A meetup was about an, an hour and a half. For the first hour, I had in my mind I was going to talk and I was shaking with fear, absolutely shaking the whole time. And then when I spoke, it was just a blur. From that point, the, the confidence that has skyrocketed in me from then to now, to be excited to come here today and speak to you on this podcast is just the self-image difference of how I've progressed is just, I'm a completely different person. And like I mentioned before about not many people in my life outside of trading know I'm trading. When they see me talking on a podcast like this, even family, like they're going to look and think, that's not the Jamie I know because they, don't, they won't recognise the confidence mm -hmm. that I have to do this. It's because they've got an image and it's not their fault. They, they know you. This is why you'll find that strangers tend to celebrate your success more than people that you grew up with because they've got a mental image of, but this is Jamie. This, this is who I know Jamie to be. Can't possibly be that person but you've changed, right? Most people fear that because they won't do what's required to change or they think change is negative. Most of the world thinks that's negative. However, you've become a different person and you can see that you've got proof of that. You can just go and watch that and think, I don't recognize that person because here I am now, I'm comfortable talking on a podcast. I'm trading six figures, managing my risk. Like you've changed your whole identity, which is not easy to do. How does that feel for you knowing that you've done it? Do you ever have those thoughts thinking, I kind of vaguely can remember who that person was, but I'm, my paradigm is stretched so much now. I'm just not that person anymore. Yeah, I've been thinking about it, especially it sparked up yesterday because I got the message from Ibby saying there was a slot available to come on the podcast. I had to drive six hours down to London this morning. I'm staying in the south of London. I had to get the train for an hour to get here. The old me, I had so many chances just to say, I can't make it. But as soon as I got the message, 
it was like I'm doing everything possible. I was even considering driving down last night. Mm-hmm. Just I would have done anything to get here to do it. Whereas the old me, I would shy away from things like that. Interesting. Anything where I would have to put myself out there, I would shy like distance myself and and avoid it rather and, than confront it. And for anyone wondering why that's actually important, confidence. If you can't be confident in something so simple, where there's there's not really much consequence, right? You could go on a podcast and you thought you could have said something better. It's, it's, it's tiny, tiny little things. It's not consequential enough. However, we won't do that, yet we'll still wanna trade seven figures. That makes no sense whatsoever. So this is why we will always say the right message. It's not always the most attractive message to tell a trader, listen, don't worry about that technical part. You just got to work on your confidence. It's going to go through one ear and out the other. It'd be like, I don't understand how that relates. However, if you can't speak to someone, if you're shaking, you're nervous, you can't go to a meetup and just talk to people, talk to other humans, right? How are you then going to be managing a position running 20, 30 K and you don't think those lack of confidence in yourself is not going to creep into the markets and you're not going to know what decision to make. You're not going to be calm under pressure. So it's, it's interesting how that could go over someone's head. But of course, I've gone through it. I understand why that you value that so much and why it's so important for you. Exactly. And as a beginner, when I first got into trading, my motivation for trading, and this is, I was, the only hesitation I had about joining Falcon as a community is because I knew I would have to put myself out there. But my motivations for getting into trading in the first place was because I was such a shy, introverted person, I wanted to learn trading and be able to scale up and make that a full-time job, a full-time lifestyle without speaking to anyone. Because it was, the motivation was right. I see. to be, so I, I wouldn't have to go out there, so in, I could just almost do it myself. In, almost introverted in a introverted, sense. Yeah. But joining Falcon has made, has made me realise that it's not possible to do that if you don't have the confidence. That's why every chance I get within Falcon, every competition we'll have to push myself out there, every opportunity to speak up in public, speak on a webinar, on a podcast, a webinar, I take it and I, I, I go looking for them opportunities now because I know how big of an impact that's going to have on my trading. It's your comfort zone. You're pushing your comfort zone every single time. And every single time, it doesn't just get so easy that you do it like second nature it doesn't matter how many times you do it it's like someone speaks on the stage they're not just going to be 100 percent the whole time and have no nerves ever because there's an element of care there's adrenaline there's all kinds of things going through but the more you do it it does get you get used to regulating yourself more the same way when you're trading decent amount of capital you you don't just get immune that money doesn't exist for you because you always know subconsciously there's a value attached to that's running that amount of money and you understand that your mind knows it it's just you can manage your emotions during the process better. That's it. It's like, for example, football. And I wanted to dive into that because I know you've got a, a history of, of playing football at a decent level. It's like, how easy is it to take a penalty? I mean, Messi missed the penalty. Yeah. It's messy. Yeah. But it's, it's all about, if he's in training, he slots that away every single time. Yeah. Right? And this is Messi, arguably the greatest player in the world. And I'm sure some Ronaldo fans are going to be on here yeah, now. Yeah. But, you, you know, it's, it's like that. if that doesn't show you, I don't know what it is. On the most simple thing, that under the pressure, when it means the most, that it can affect Anyone. arguably the greatest player in the world. How do we think trading is going to be any different? That your mind is not going to be affected when you've got... Because the skill is like, it's not even a skill. What, clicking a bit and a button and basic math of working out your risk and sometimes works out the risk for you, right? So it's very, very simple. How did you... Have you, have you cross-correlated any of your football days? Yeah, 100% because I failed in my 
ambition to be a footballer and that's all I wanted to do when I was a when I was growing up. Well, what academy was you in? I wasn't in any academies growing up as a kid, but I started getting trials right. at around 15, 16, which was the age where you get your first youth contract and pro contract. So right. I had trials with uh, Hibernian, Newcastle and Dalton. Mm -hmm. But I used to go up to Hibernian every school holidays, go up for a couple of weeks and I'd be training with the team. And I really felt like I was part of the team, but because I'd never been in the academies as a kid and I seen friends being in academies, once I got to the trials and I was in Hibernian without a contract, but playing with the with the youth team, mm -hmm. I felt like I hadn't made it and I became complacent. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that same drive to, I should have been turning up there and looking around at the players and thinking, I need to be better than everyone here. Mm -hmm. But I got there and I was like, I've, I'm here, I've I'm made here, it. I'm here, I'm involved now. And there was, there was self-image problems there. I didn't have the belief to to walk in there and feel like I was better than every other player, to feel like I belonged there. It was more, I was just happy to be there and sort of felt felt lucky. Yes. It, it wasn't part of my identity. My identity was I'm a, almost like I'm a trialist and I've got this opportunity to play with better players mm -hmm. rather than thinking, I am a professional footballer. Almost, it's like when footballers give other teams too much respect. Yeah. And then you play differently. Yeah. And when you give them too much respect, you don't play well. Yeah. It's the same thing. You're giving them too. But you can't, I know you probably don't blame yourself anyway, but it's it's hard to even know. You see why guidance is important. You see why the right voice in that right moment to be like, what are you playing at? You are good enough. You're right. You're actually better than them. And you need to affirm that going in there. Could have been different stories. I'm sure you've replayed that scenario in your head many, many times. However, it's an experience. Yeah, because I was 15, 16 at that time and I didn't have that circle of a community of like-minded people who are pushing for the same goals and trying to achieve something. So I think that's like the massive thing with Falcon is everywhere I look on, on Discord, around us in the community, we're all chasing the same things and we're all pushing each other. And if I'm... If my mindset's not there, I've just got to look at someone else to see, oh, that's that's what should be happening. That's how I should be thinking. And that's what I've took so much inspiration from before I passed any, before I passed my evaluation, the podcast you did with students who passed theirs and hearing their stories and listening to how similar that was to things I've gone through, mm -hmm. things I've felt, and that made it easy to make the jump. Um, and I knew... Once I made the link between self-image being such a big issue for making it as a footballer, that made it easy to be like, right, I need to work on this now. I need to fix this self-image. I need to become more confident because without that, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of self-image, because it's a, a direct correlation, the traders that win, that are trading large amounts of money, that do well historically, will have one thing in common. Their image is on point. You could not penetrate there. You couldn't say to them, you know, I just don't think you're what, it just wouldn't affect them. It just brush off because they're so assured of themselves. Going through the Rewired program, was that the first time that you learned about self-image or you read it in books? Was you aware of how important self-image was? Or was that the first time you went through like an exercise-based exercise um, formula, if you like? Definitely the first time I've went through an exercise-based formula. I'd never really heard about self-image or had it explained in the way 
that isn't rewired, which links back to your childhood and how how your self-image is created. Mm-hmm. My simplistic understanding of it was I always knew I lacked confidence. Right, of course. So that's the simple way of explaining it, but really digging into self-image and the reasons why you're not confident is the tools that Real Wired has given us to actually recognize them things, dig into them, and then be able to implement strategies to fix them. How long did it take you to feel any benefit from doing that? Any benefit? Just from listening through first time because stage one awareness, like consciousness, it made me aware a lot more of, like I said, a, a deeper level of, it's not just, it's not as simple as just I'm not confident. Mm-hmm. It runs a lot deeper than that. Of course. Because there's so many things that link to it. Just even how you operate day to day. Like when we talk about things like not being confident to just make a decision. You know, how many people, and I, and I always look at it at decisions have consequences. Some of them, not that much. I mean, you decide to want to wear a t-shirt. The t-shirt is gray instead of black. It's not going to affect anything where some people will take the same weight of a decision of something that is complex or does have a consequence, like maybe taking a trade on a funded account and you're 1% away from losing the account. That decision becomes a little bit more important than what color t-shirt you're going to wear. Yet they will approach the t-shirt the same way. With the same stress. Same stress, same anxiety and wonder why uh, when they need to perform under pressure when it matters, they just can't because your energy's gone. Mm-hmm. If you've got an energy gauge of 100% and just all these little 10%, 10% here and there, before you know it, when you've got to perform, you've worked all day, you've come back, you've seen a trade, you're exhausted mentally, physically, and you've made all these little micro decisions or you've procrast- imagine you've procrastinated all day on what to wear, what to eat, decisions at work, things that you've got to do. And then you just expect to just feel entitled to perform in the financial arena in the moment. With, six fe- with six figures in the moment. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. You now seeing yourself, do you see yourself and do you actually feel it in your physiology that you're a now six-figure trader? How does that, talk us through that. How does that feel for you now? Do you ever have the thoughts come in of like, oh, did I fluke it, this and that? Because we've had podcasts with different people and sometimes they've, they have had those thoughts, but they've just learned how to manage them. How does that look like for you? Yeah, so if any thought like that comes in, it's just error thoughts straight away. I've even went one step further of, I am an eight-figure trader in my head. Nice. I've passed the six-figure funding, but I'm an eight-figure trader because, and I was thinking about, I know I've heard you reference Habib on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah. In every interview here, he had a championship mindset long before he had the UFC belt. And that's the same with trading is, if anyone's in trading and they don't have the self-image or mindset of an eight-figure trader, they need to be working on that because without that, you're never going to get there. And the great thing about trading is, Everyone can be the champion. Exactly. Habib's in a sport where, for his weight, there's only one person who can have that belt. Exactly. We can all win in trading. And that's what I love about it, that there's not a there's not a conflict of interest. You know, if you take dollar card and I take dollar card, it doesn't matter. It's great for all of us. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it. Because of the arena and landscape we're in, the amount of liquidity in the market, that's what makes it so dynamic. There's so much going through the market on a regular basis. We can just tap into that, take advantage of it, collectively scale up, egg each other on. Like it doesn't take away from anyone else. Your success does not take away. Your success right now is not taking away from anyone else. And I think that's the beautiful thing around it. 
because this was like your first rodeo, if you like, of getting into Forex, this is your experience. Talk us through how, how have you seen Falcon progress, people in the community come and go, mentalities that you've admired and adopted. How have you kind of seen the evolution of that? And of course, the evolution of the strategy as well, you like your overall kind of observation. Yeah, so I would say there's definitely certain names that you just think of off the top of your head who you've seen involved in the community who have just been there like constantly since the time I, since the time I joined and I've seen them without knowing them to start with I've seen them evolve and grow into I, I can recognize that they've been doing the same work as me as like mm -hmm. on the self-image because they've went from just being the self-image of I'm a student I'm learning something which was really hard for me to break out of at first I spent too much time just thinking as a student rather than thinking what is the end goal what is the why I'm a fund manager now mm -hmm. and grown sort of that way. Right, so. I have, yeah. <laughs> so I actually got the idea to make these shirts before I passed the evaluation. Really? For the self-image. Um, discussed it with Ibby in a coaching call. Mm -hmm. And then like two weeks after that, I passed the fund. <laughs> you, you can't make this stuff up sometimes. The, the universe, the, it's the law of the universe. It has a funny way of just, it just gets out your way. As soon as you affirm the right things, you do the right things, it just moves out your way and then you act accordingly. And sometimes that is the final thing. I spoke to people recently on the podcast where they was very, very close to losing their assessment from a time frame point of view, right? Very, very close. Then guess what? Last couple of weeks, their mind tells them, do you know what? Is this the end of the world if I was to lose this assessment? Could I apply again? And would I have learned lots of experience the first time? Yes. And when they release that control, three days later, they pass the fund. Yeah. It's just so interesting how you psychologically, yeah. you have to detach away from it, get rid of any timelines and just have faith and trust that you're doing the right things. Yeah, because you don't know what's in the way. That's, that's why the self-image and the, the mindset work is so important because I've had things in my mind that were blocking me progress in trading that I didn't know until I started to dig into things more. Interesting. Was there anything that stands out to you apart from self-image that you had to deal with that you would maybe self-sabotage or was there any habits that you would find yourself doing that you then had to get rid of? Yeah, so for example, the self-sabotage is definitely one of them things. And like I mentioned at the start of the podcast about when I started trading my funded account and I started making some mistakes, that was a self-sabotage. And the way I would describe it is I was in almost in a storm where I was just operating from a state of fear. And that's been something that has plagued me throughout all of my overtrading is trading from a fear-based mindset. Hmm. And it's took a lot of work to be able to sit with my thoughts in the moment and think about why am I having certain thoughts? Why am I feeling an urge to get involved in a trade? And to pass the evaluation, that was what I had been able to manage. I had learned to manage that. And then once I passed and I started trading the account, that's when it all came back. But the reason I described it as a storm was because I didn't know it at the time. It was only when I looked back at the trades and I was looking at the trades thinking, what like, what was I thinking doing that? And I realized that you never really, you, you never fully eliminate these, these things, like these psychological issues. Mm -hmm. It's always gonna be there on a deep level. So what I'm expecting now is every time I scale up, there's gonna be something and it's, it's a new experience, it's a new fear. And I'm sure you, you've spoke about this before, about when you went from 100,000 to 300,000. Mm -hmm. It's a new emotion, a new experience. So it's gonna bring up them old patterns 
But that's what I need to be aware of going forward is now that I've resolved the issues doesn't mean I don't have to be on guard for them. Exactly. Because every jump up I make, it's a new experience, even though it might feel similar because I've made them kind of jumps before. You have to be humble enough to to know that that can still happen. Definitely. And I think having that wisdom is so important because, listen, that there's going to be certain figures and numbers that like you couldn't predict. You wouldn't You wouldn't be able to say, I'll be okay with 400, but maybe not 500. You just don't know until something in that moment. We as traders, we get ahead of ourselves. It's, it's part of the ego that we need to manage. We know already just from the stats of doing surveys, two of the biggest things is anxiety and greed, right? It's actually the, the, call it the holy grail syndrome. It's the reason why people are always searching for extra strategies because they cannot tame the greed inside of them and they don't realize they do it. They think they do it because they want to learn more and they learn more because they think, well, if I learn more, then I'm more competent, I've got more knowledge, I might be able to perform better. I understand the logic behind it. But if we know statistically, most of their problems comes from anxiety, so a lot of it would be fear-based as well, and also greed, they're doing it because they think in their head, there must be something that can make money quicker. And that's the reason why they never win and why they still do that dance. I mean, I've seen students that were in Falcon in the first year, they don't trade anymore. And some of them were actually really good, really capable. I've seen, a, a good example is this, and it was at the Falcon F conference when we had it. And I, this was the one that really cut through, actually prompted me to start creating the rewrite program even more with urgency. Because there was an individual, a really great guy, and he doesn't trade anymore. He actually broke through. So he was consistently making for, I think it was about eight months, five, 6% a month, got an okay size trading account, access to money, could have gone for funding, but also had a bit of private capital that would, would have been substantial, right, towards the kind of six-figure mark. So in a very promising position, you know, to really make this happen, but because of self-doubt and poor self-image, decides to quit. This is someone who's winning, not someone who is like, oh, I don't know, is it a fluke? Like, you don't fluke eight months of consistency. Like, you're doing something deliberate. When I saw that person quit, trading as a whole, I was like, wow, people are more messed up than I thought. You know, like people yeah. are going through some real deep issues that even when they're doing well, they can't manage it. And how long into the journey was he? How long had he been trading? A couple of years. Because that's the thing is when I sort of look around in the industry is I don't know why people don't value experience more because I, I can never judge my, like myself on anything less than three years experience because... How can you expect to come into trade and learn a brand new skill and within three years be at the mastery level where you're never going to have a setback? Of course. That's, that's why it doesn't matter what happens in my journey. It doesn't matter the sequence of losses I might go on. There's nothing that can shake my confidence enough to make me think, oh, maybe this isn't for me. I've already primed it in my head of like, there's, not, there's nothing, there's not one thing that can make me stop on this journey. And that's... That's why every setback I've had, like in the moment, I'm thinking, this can't, this can't stop us. This can't stop us. I'm going to keep going forward. And I take pride in the fact that there's, there's nothing that can get in the way. And I think it's incredible mentality. It's that relentlessness that you're going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. And I think when you make that little decision in your head, because that's all it really is, it's just a decision. You can have negative thoughts. You can have drawdown. You could lose a funded account. doesn't matter because yeah. you know that... I'm doing it 
until I win. And I think that's an incredible mindset that you've adopted and clearly corrected a lot of your self-image from where you were and to where you are now, which is it's amazing. It yeah. really is. Because I failed two evaluation accounts before I passed. And you was in minus, what was it at one point? Was it minus 60 or? Well, my, I didn't know this at the time. I actually, when I posted me success in Discord, I actually had to go back and look through because a lot of that time when I was in drawdown, I was, because I was so new to trading, and this is the thing I think sometimes people try to be too perfect too soon. Mm -hmm. I wasn't worried about, I was trading a small personal account. I wasn't even bothered about P&L returns it on it. It doesn't even mean anything in the early stages I was, anyway. I was trading for experience, so I wasn't really aware of tallying up how much drawdown have I been in. But when I actually went back and had a look, it was minus 80%. There you go. Minus 80. But then on the back of that, I then hit five to six months of consistency. And in that time, I actually failed. In that time of consistency, I actually failed two funding evaluations through miscalculating a lot size and losing a trade that was winning on Pound Kiwi mm -hmm. spreads Spread, overnight, yeah. lo lost the account. And them two, well, the first one was a lot size miscalculation on gold. Mm -hmm. That was the worst experience I've had in trading, the worst feeling I've had in trading because I passed phase one. And then I was on phase two and I miscalculated the lot size, lost the account, got the email through, hard mm -hmm. breach. <laughs> yeah. Heart just sank. But the second time it happened, I was like, this doesn't feel as bad as it did the first time. Of course. And I, I knew straight away I wasn't ready at that time. Like if I'd have passed them phase twos, because it happened in phase two twice, if I'd have passed then, I wasn't ready. And I intuitively I knew that. And then when I went into the third one, I had full confidence that I was going to pass this time. And even when I went into a little bit of drawdown on that, on the third time, mm -hmm. I was still just confident every day. Um, and I think because I've had so much experience of being in drawdown, like I, I, whatever situation I'm in, I will start every day, every trading day as if, as if I'm in profit, as if I'm break even. I think a lot of people become even more fearful as soon as they hit a little bit of drawdown. Of course, as soon as they're in the red, as soon as they're there, they, they operate differently. And it's very difficult to, it's easier said than done, it takes time, but you're doing the work that has got you to a point to be able to do that. And I think that's, that just shows the level of work that you've put in to be able to be only up 1% or be at break even or be at minus 0 0.5 or minus one, but still operate as if you're up 10%. It's only a small percentage of people that can do that, but you've done the work. You wasn't born with that mindset. Like you've earned the right to think like that. Yeah, and there's so many crossovers from sport because this is another thing that I took from football is being involved in football all my life. I always knew one game at a time, one game mm -hmm. at a time. Of course, nil-nil. You, nil. you, you don't think yeah. too, too many yeah. games ahead. And that's the same with trading is like, it's not even one trade at a time, it's one decision at a time mm -hmm. because included in that is do I make the decision to stay out of a trade? And all that matters in the moment, it doesn't matter if I'm minus five, all that matters is that one decision. Whereas I think a lot of people bring over emotions from previous trades and that affects, that affects the next, next decision. And even if we look at the World Cup at the minute, Argentina lost that game to Saudi Arabia in the first game, they could have let that ruin them and they could have went out of the competition, but no, they've qualified and they're in the next round there you go well my, my last and final question was going to be who's winning the world cup england 
<laughs> good, I hope. Good, good answer. Are you excited for tomorrow? I am very excited. I can't wait to meet everyone. And Is there anything you're looking forward to the most? Are you going to be there for the evening as well? I will be there for the evening, yeah. I think the interactive things, I know you haven't given too much away, but the interactive things and sort of the only meetup I've had was the localised meetup where it's really just a meet, and, a meet and greet where everyone turns up, we'll have great conversations, but I'm really looking forward to tomorrow, like the structure and the 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 different things you've got planned. Yeah, we thought we'd switch it up. I mean, it's even just if we just met, it would be an incredible day within itself. Food, drink, conversations, you set the tone for the year. And there's something special about when it's the end of year one, because you know you can reflect. But we thought we'd switch it up and we've we've got lots of exciting things planned. Yeah. And of course the evening is just gonna set the tone. I'm gonna be sharing the roadmap as well for 2023, which is just crazy. I, I don't want to give too much away now. It's yeah. it's next level for 2023. Yeah. You'll, see you'll, you'll, you'll see it tomorrow. I remember the roadmap from the 2022 yes. roadmap yeah, yeah and i remember you announced the funding accelerator yep on that one and that was one of the like really big parts of my journey is being on them intensive webinars with abi and abdu that really did accelerate my growth yeah well you're going to see lots of accelerations for next year you'll see but thank you so much for jumping on the podcast honestly minus 80 percent to over 80k so to six figures honestly i love that i love the mentality that you've adopted all the way throughout i'm sure this is going to inspire a lot of other people to push themselves out of their comfort zone like you always say is there any kind of last and final words you would say for the community that are going through any part on their journey any bits of wisdom that you can share you've literally just touched on it as comfort zone any chance you get in life outside of trading, in trading, in the community. I actually, just to, to give a little story about when I first joined in the self-image problems, I never used to like getting involved in the competitions because I used to tell myself the story. Um, I don't want to win something, I want to earn things. Mm -hmm. But that was just a mask for, I don't want to put myself out there. Of course. When I realised that, that's why every competition since, if it's an option between writing an entry for the competition or recording myself on video for the competition. It's easy record myself on video because that's the scariest thing. That's the scariest thing to me. And that's what I've broken through without doing that for the competitions. Probably wouldn't be sat here now. So simple, but yet so effective. And that is going to be a key reason why you're in this position, but more so where you're going. Guys and girls, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Jamie has been incredible. He shared so many valuable things there. Push, your comfort zone.